You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't bring it with me, but... There's a picture on Facebook. We'll cross-post it. Yeah, yeah. I'll post it up there. Got a uh, White Castle Crave case with a little carrier. I'm now using that carrier to hold all my dice and I know, I screen and all that good stuff. It's, it's impressive, great. actually. Almost as good as Jake's fishing bag, uh, but he got a fishing bag that matched uh, for his dad to use yeah, uh, for and, actually fishing, not just for DM. And nobody got me any D&D stuff at all. I'm sorry. It's well, okay. I, I got you a cute little figurine, but you, you know. You got me I'm Jim gonna, Hopper. So. Yeah. I'm going to ball I'm gonna ball out for your birthday. Don't you worry. The gift well, of Hopper is a gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, announcement. Jake but, is going to have his golden birthday next month, y'all. It's going to go wild. Oh, boy. So I, don't remind me. I don't want to get older. <laughs> um, so. They're getting old. <laughs> so. Uh, before we continue, uh, just a reminder, we do have a giveaway going on. We're trying to get the Facebook page up to 500 likes. When we get to 500 likes, we are going to give away one copy of any D&D book. Uh, actually, no, we bumped it to two. We all decided oh. to chip in. We're going to do two. Oh, yeah. I just remembered. Two books. Uh, we're going to give away two books to two lucky people. Non-special edition books, of course. Who like and share the podcast. So, uh, we can you know, sign them if you wanted. Get some, get some likes generated and stuff that's includes everybody who's liked the show even in the past we're just going to pick completely at random except for one of us of course obviously yeah. and uh well i don't like my own oh page. wow i won my own contest yeah i'm so lucky so yeah just uh, give us give us some likes give us some shares and maybe you can be the lucky person to get a hold of a free D book from the three dms podcast and if you request it i'll sign it <laughs> we also promise we'll get our actual website up soon yeah, uh, it'll happen someday. I wouldn't believe these guys. Someday, whatever. I'm doing my master's thesis. Actually, next no, probably next year. Uh, to be fair, we're just waiting. We're just waiting on the artwork to be finished. Oh, okay. Everything else all right. is all set. Um, my bad, then. Sorry for insulting. Yeah, you it's guys. already built. We just need to publish it. Yep. It's just not pretty. <sighs> and so, so after that, uh, another thing came out this week that we can vaguely say is D and D related. The movie Bright came out on Netflix and has been discussed. <laughs> Thoroughly on very, the shall we say thoroughly it's on the internet, mixed but it has orcs in it, so I think we're obligated to related. yeah we're obligated to talk about it at least. It's another Will Smith stars as law enforcement in a fantasy uh, setting. Um, I'll admit I didn't see the whole movie, but the bits I did see seemed very uh, heavy handed with the social commentary. Oh, hey, Nacho, and I didn't but, watch it at all. Yeah, yeah, that was on my watch list for when I got back to school and had internet. <laughs> and Jake and yeah. I. Yeah, Jake's like, Helen, can you watch it this morning? And I'm like, oh, I got to go get you. We got to drive there. <laughs> so we're going to watch it later, probably while we're yeah. on vacation. Um, but, you know, so doesn't really matter how you feel about the movie. You know, I thought it was fun. I didn't think it was, you know, the best film I've ever seen, but it was, you know, a fun, enjoyable movie. Um, you know, I've spent two hours doing a lot worse things. And that brings us to the topic of... How do you do D and D set in a modern setting? The obvious answer, of course, is to say just go play Shadowrun. But that's not really the question. But we're it, a D and D show. We yeah. can't just say Shadowrun. <laughs> I mean, it is the best option. Yeah. But um, I suppose the biggest problem ultimately is that cell phones and guns are the two biggest problems that immediately leap out to me is that guns are okay swords and axes and stuff are pretty good at killing people and you don't get as many magical ranged weapons as you get magical melee weapons but the tactical advantage of having a weapon that can accurately fire out to about 300 meters is pretty large well, other than a bow 
No, but bows are. You Don't get me started tra- on bows, guys. You know how much training be... you need to use a gun versus a bow? Oh, yeah. You need to train not only for someone for their entire life, but their grandparents and their parents for their entire <laughs> life to get an accurate bow shot. <laughs> or you could train someone for three weeks with a gun and then you'd kill the oh, archer yeah. before they got to loose an arrow. Mm, yeah. Well, don't worry. There's going to be some special Patreon content in the new year expressing all of my feelings about longbows and their ranged use in combat. But <laughs> Ineffective compared to rifles. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of natural hangups. Um, you'd have to make the conceit that, A, there are going to be guns in your game. Um, you know, and just using the rules listed in the DMG for, you know, their sample firearms that they have there. Uh, the St. Columbia rules is written, you know. <laughs> Guns, guns hurt. Yes, a you lot. Know, guns do. Guns do a lot of damage. I should imagine. Um, As is well and proper. John yeah. Shepard says he is. He was disappointed in Bright. Yeah. Well, I'm. There's there's some stuff I that wanted I, to there, like it. There's some stuff that I liked. There's some stuff I didn't like. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, it was okay. It sounds like a it cool was not. Concept. Yeah. It was but not was... as bad as the critics seemed to think it was. But it was also not. It was enjoyable. It was not good. Hey, there was a couple of things though that were great. That I really enjoyed in that. For one, centaur cop. You only see him for like two seconds, but there is definitely a cop that is a centaur, which is just – I don't know why, but that makes me giddy inside. Redeems like, the movie. Uh, no, I just want to know more about the life. Is, like they make a big deal about you know the first orc cop. I want to know more about centaur cop. Okay, So he imagine being a Mountie but being but you're three times mounted. better and then you could have someone else on you. So it's like yeah, sweet. You and your you're partner the are there. Mounted, mounted police. Yeah. <laughs> um. Think of the benefits. And it's like having a transformer for a cop, <laughs> except low tech as heck. I'm not sure centaurs transform. I think they're always like that. Well, <laughs> could be a wear centaur. Look, this, is that a thing? No, yes, it is now. <laughs> okay, if you want to believe the yeah, Nuklavi uh, is my a thing, my disbelief is suspended. There you go. Look, the Nuklavi is a thing. Okay, whom? The Nuklavi from Celtic myth. You're gonna oh, have yeah, to educate I guess, us. I, yeah, sorry. I guess I've never heard that word spoken out loud. I'm uh, gonna get a Gaelic. River spirits in the yeah, shape yeah. of horses. Yeah, yeah, mm. Kelpies, yeah. They can look English, like humans yeah. too. So yes. they're evil though. So it's not yeah. really a good example. Well, but the, anyways, the ladies are pretty in the men. Let's scary. let's stick let's stick to uh, our topic. Yeah, our topic at hand here. Um, Which other is grievances. Than, yeah. Not as much as I love Centaur Cop. Um, so other modern conceits uh, for D&D that we'd have to give up like cell phone is actually a really great example because suddenly um, you know the almighty sending stone becomes useless because I mean it's like four or five first level spells in one thing which is fine because first level spells should not have the level of dominance that they have but still come on (laughs) Um, so what it's like message sending yeah silent image silent image yeah yeah though when the grid goes down you still have your trusty sending stone true Oh, and light, of course. So it's like a pager. Yeah. Um, Cantrip, so. Yeah, no. I mean, a few things taken away from Bright that I actually thought were really good, like world world building stuff. Um, Like, I do like the way they did magic in the movie just because they made magic super limited. So if you were to do a modern setting, you know, having somebody be a wizard or something like that could be. Uh, like a fun conceit because, you know, you can just make magic super duper rare. You can have the world have evolved as it, you know, normally did. There was just elves and stuff, which is kind of how they did the movie. They're like, yeah, there wasn't so much magic. So everything went the natural way. But there's elves and dwarves. They they say there's dwarves, but they don't show a single damn dwarf in the movie. Um, it's racist. Representation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a literal sense, it's racist. Mm. I mean <laughs> – 
That's kind of how Shadowrun does it, though. <laughs> Sorry. Again, <laughs> I could talk, say, oh, but you could just do how Shadowrun well, does it. That Shadowrun? doesn't really solve much of anything, does it? No, I agree. Well, um, ultimately, other fun things you could do with a modern setting, though. Uh, vehicle proficiency suddenly makes a lot more sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can't just conflate it with animals. Yeah, because, I mean, wagon chases are cool, but there's not quite You're the same. You're kind of limited as, by the number of horses you have. Also, <laughs> quite not quite the same as drifting around corners, avoiding the cops. No. Yeah. If you put an, uh, if you put an air, air elemental in a cart, then that could be a pretty cool vehicle doing all your drifting. Seems like if you can summon an air elemental, you have better things to do than put air elementals in carts. <laughs> then become, like, it's called nitrous, <laughs> duh. Then become Neverwinter's greatest cart drifter. <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Neverwinter drift. I can dream, can I? <laughs> As Eurobeat plays loudly in the background. <laughs> Just hard Russian Slav beats playing. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Um, so – all right. Guns are a big conceit. conceit. Cell phones are a big conceit. I mean, heck, even computers are – make wizards kind of – not irrelevant because wizards have unbelievably Because wizards things, are still wizards. It on the other hand – It makes it easier for the wizard because instead of having to carry around all these books, hey, now I have a tablet. Yeah, just carry around your <laughs> spell, spell tablet. Spell tablet. A spell yeah. Kindle. <laughs> you got your little stylus just like putting in runes. Uh, well, I mean – Instead of decorating it, you get a nice fancy case for it. You don't really need savants anymore, though, and you've got the computer and the internet. I mean, heck, spell sharing would be a thing of the past, too. You know how much spell piracy would be a thing? <laughs> oh, God. That, that is terrifying. <laughs> yes. There would be – you could just go on to the equivalent of, I don't know, BitTorrent or whatever and download 6,000 spells. Problem spell solved. Torrent. And it's not like, oh, no, my spell book is limited to 100 pages. Now, oh, no, my spell book is now limited to 10 terabytes of information. <laughs> you know, we need to make one of these worlds – even if it's just for a one shot, just because I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I have been wanting to play a Shadowrun campaign again. The only thing I dislike about Shadowrun is how laborious the combat can be. Oh yeah, especially when people start taking extra turns. Yeah, it can get real I'm out of hand. I'm a spirit, and I take five turns every round. Yeah, it can get real out of hand real quick. That's now there are six spirits in this combat. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. All of your turns are belong to me, pretty much. Um, but apart from that, I think. You know, just final thoughts on Bright really quick because, you know, again, we have to talk about it just a little bit. There's orcs in it. Um, it's a lot more popular. I mean, it's one of those things that critics panned it almost universally. It was like 23% positive or something. But the thing is that 90 million people saw it. Yeah. And a good portion of those people, like 80% of those liked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Or at least thought it was on, entertaining non-crap. Yeah, on the scale of, you know, like a, I don't think it's like Jaws or Godfather or, you know, some masterpiece of cinema. I didn't weep openly at the end from the sheer beauty of the cinematography, but I was just like, ah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a thing. Cool. I didn't hate it. I didn't like stand up and just go, why is that on my TV? <laughs> and, you know, just aggressively put my foot through my 32-inch monitor and just be like, we're done. That sounds expensive. Done. I know. And, and painful. You need to understand the depths of his anger, though. How else would you understand without destroying something precious? Yeah, exactly. But beside that, it was a perfectly serviceable film. It may not have been good, but it was definitely an action film that happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And there's another one coming already, apparently. Yeah. Which hopefully will focus more on Centaur Cop. Maybe hopefully. that'll be a spinoff TV show. Right because, too. Adventures of Centaur Cop. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Like I just want I just want one scene of Centaur Cop just chasing somebody down the street. How does he get in the squad car? Uh 
he's mounted. He gets yeah. this. Yeah, he's a mounted. Yeah, I guess. About. And on top of that, you can just get in the back of the van. Yeah, you know, I guess like, so. <laughs> like a like a horse trailer. Yeah. Hang on, guys. Just drifting. Yeah, I just, shooting out of the window of the horse trailer. Yeah. Maybe if we send them enough letters, they will create a spinoff following Centaur Cop. Yeah. <laughs> just tweet at Netflix, y'all. Yeah. Give us Centaur Cop. Two K eighteen Centaur Cop. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag bright. Hashtag Centaur Cop. He's the, he's the real hero of that movie. He's the real hero of that movie. Yeah, while, while a bunch of human cops are just beating up on orcs because heavy-handed racial uh, stereotypes. Um, Centaur Cop, what's he doing? He's protecting the populace from the violence of the cop. He's saying, stand back. The man's on screen for two seconds, and he's the true hero of that movie. But, okay, we've talked enough about the glory of Centaur Cop, I believe. <laughs> Look, I'm getting a shirt enough? made. I'm going to get a shirt made for Centaur Cop. I there love might Centaur already Cop be one. too much. Uh, no. no. Comment if you've already found a Centaur Cop shirt. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So we've spoken enough. <laughs> it's going to be hard to follow that. Uh, up. Were yeah. we going to air grievances, or were we going to talk about our New Year's project? We are going to talk about our New Year's project, and then we are going to talk about Eldritch Races, and then the shouting will commence. Well, first, would you like to take, t- take a trip to the uh, advertising department? Uh, no, because no, we, we already no, did that. We don't have to. We'd have nobody. Oh, that's to, right. This uh, is out of our pocket. Our no yeah. gods, no masters. Yeah, we're we're in charge of our own destiny right okay. now. So anarchy. All right. So our New Year's <laughs> project. So I believe we may have mentioned this on the show before, but with this New Year comes a new world. New Year, new world. So uh, next month we're going to be doing this big long segment on world building. Uh, we're going to do about four shows on world building, and we've decided to all um, pitch in and work on this world together. Walk you through it. And we're all going to do uh, – we're basically going to take – we've chopped the world up the best we could. Which I believe 16 segments. 15. Yep. 15. 15 segments. Okay. there's five of us. And uh, 15 – yep, 15 segments. We're all going to work on three things and then next week with the new year, we're all going to sit down. We're going to share what we've done and then we're just going to argue our – we're going to make a world by arguing our ways into working. Now, this is not recommended for when you are actually uh, putting in a world, you know. This is us pointing out, you know, how to make things work. And it's a lot easier uh, if you do it all yourself, but this is sometimes easier. And it's also sometimes easier to feed your player or let your players feed you bits of information. Say, okay, we're going to go up and say, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Don't you know there is a town there, you know. The best GMing technique I can recommend to anyone is Make your players when their players come up with some crackpot theory, make it true somehow. Yeah, like let maybe your players do logic all the work. it up somehow. Make them feel like geniuses. Some people call it lazy. I call it outsourcing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crowdsource your plot. All right, that's what I do. And so with that, with the first pick in the 2018 world building draft, Jake Frankfurt selects religions. I'm working on gods first. Okay. Helen, uh, with I, your fist, first pick in the 2018 World Building Graphic. Geography and map. Hell yeah. That's my fave. Thank God I don't have to do that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no that, that's a nightmare. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's two of them. History. I can do that. History is easy. Oh, Helen missed out on history yeah. with the fourth pick. I mean, I'm also a history. You got to first round draft pick or you don't. is the Wu-Tang Halflings. Clan. Ooh, your favorite. That's actually perfect. My barbarian. Pick, pick again. No, Nacho. Pick oh, yeah, again. Center back. Yeah. My second round draft pick. Orcs. Ooh, I got oh. two races. Yeah. Well, you know, the two races really that you play. Orcs. I mean, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Infrastructure. I feel like I'm just getting back to my regular dissertations on regular history. <laughs> <laughs> regular, regular people things. Uh, I got religion, 
also, which means uh, I think, notes. yeah, which I got tieflings. That means, which is yep. also definitely not really a character and I play. Demons. Jake actually consulted with me about the tiefling mini he bought. For Humans. Humans. I should have gotten that to round out the set. <laughs> that would have been perfect. And. Dragons. No, that says dungeons. Is that dungeons? That definitely says dungeons. It's some D word. It says dungeons. I don't believe it. It says dungeons, I promise. That looks like an art. You told me I have the best. So, yeah, why did dungeons exist? Because of dungeons and dragons, Paul. Okay, yes, but that's the meta reason. Why wouldn't they exist? We're going to figure it out. Uh, I got gnomes. Oh, yes, you're in for a fun time. And let's see. Last pick for Paul dwarves. This seems eerily accurate to what we've been doing recently, I have to tell you. Let's let's see what my last pick is. Conflicts. Ooh. You get to write the history of, of wars. Now, should I draw Clint? Yeah, we'll to, just tell the people what just Clint Just tell, tell Clint what he's getting. Yeah. Clint, since you're not here. He's having four You get fun time. elves. Yeah. Good. Good for that good, boy. Good, good for Clint. Dragons. Dick. <laughs> Rude. With an exclamation point. Yeah. Dungeons also and have an exclamation point. For Clint's final task, magic rules. Uh oh. I'm boy. scared. Oh boy. I'm worried. What have I'm we done? Scared. Call off the wedding. Re- redraft. Redraft. <laughs> redraft. Should, should we just delete this episode and start redrafting? Uh, retcon. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm sure it'll work. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, no, we'll be fine. So. We're all going to go home. We're all going to write our uh, various histories on this thing, and we are going to, well, discuss why we've written what we've written. Yeah, we're going to make it work. We're going to workshop it. We are going to workshop it out together. We're going to see how well, how good of a setting we can build off of uh, forcing all of our ideas to kith. (laughs) But also, it's a lot easier world building if you don't need to make your friends do it your way. Yep. So that's why we're going to help you do this. We're going to do some resources and talk about, um, you know, just – As somebody who has done collaborative world building for, hmm. this is going to be a disaster. But it should hopefully be an entertaining disaster. Yeah, no. I literally begged my advisor to take – like apparently there was a class in my program that's like all group work. And I'm like, I'm not taking that. This is the greatest I'm group project ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better than online group work, so. Let's see if the friendships survive. <laughs> it won't. But <laughs> – that's which one of us? Which one of to. us is actually going to be the one who does all the work on the project? It's probably going to be me. <laughs> I was going to say, if it's me, I'm I'm dropping you guys off in Ann Arbor and I, turning on, this into my show. I'm the one with nearly <laughs> unlimited free time to begin with. Yeah, so. fair. <laughs> all right, so we're going to take a quick break. Um, before we go, just a reminder: we've got this giveaway coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do some liking, some sharing, hopefully. You guys are. And we're going to give away two books once we hit 500 likes on our Facebook page. So like our Facebook page, share this video, say, hey, go like their page. They're giving away books. Books. And you could be one of the lucky people to win a book copy. Book of your choice. Yeah, a, a book of your choice for D&D. All right. We're going to take a quick five-minute break. We'll be right back. Next on the docket for today, we have uh, – we've been sitting on this one for a little bit. You know, a couple weeks. And – since last time I was on. Yeah. Before then, actually, I think. Uh, we've got – Oh, hang on. We just got breaking news that the Cleveland Browns have just gone 0-16, joining the Lions, and we are no longer alone and being purely defeated as a Michigan-based podcast. This pleases me. Thank so, you, Browns. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you that you can we sustain love you. our level of awfulness. <laughs> Thanks for making the lines look good. <laughs> thank you. 
because right. you looked a lot worse than season this season than the zero and sixteen Lions did. But can they go two and thirty four? That's the real question. I don't know. Let's, but let's, moving on, Eldridge races. <laughs> so the Eldridge races actually came about when a friend of mine named Moss came to me with this inspiration from a Pathfinder supplement we he'd been reading because we were joking about some of the balance problems in Pathfinder and pulling out the more obscure passages where you could play as Lovecraftian races when it came to – well, there was a sort of horror supplement a couple of years ago uh, based on sanity and insanity, which is kind of a weird topic for Dungeons & Dragons in general. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of Cthulhu has that, right? Yes. Yeah. Although Call of Cthulhu does it much better because you don't regularly descend into dungeons and beat god-eating terrors. No. Then you're a bartender who gets you know jumped in a back alley by a star spawn and yeah, die horribly. Is, yeah, I mean – so, regular stuff. Though if you're like a third level character and you see this massive hell spawn just appear out of nowhere, it's probably going to make you question things. Well, yeah. no, because at that point you just charge blindly forward with your sword swinging. I mean, Fight. come on. You're an adventurer. Yeah. Uh, we also had a, uh, another comment though from Michael Edwards. Uh, if we like Tome of Beasts, do you think Kobold Press can top it with Creature Codex? That is going to be something I was going to – we're going to mention that at the end of the episode with uh, what we're looking forward to in 2018. Um, but Creature Codex is one of those things. I Yeah, I really love Toma Beast just as a quick – a part on that. Um, and so I'm really, really hoping they can because Toma Beast has been one of my favorite books to go to because it's just got a bunch of great stuff in it, especially face stuff. Um, but moving on. So Eldritch Races. Yes. For playable characters. It's – From the top, Paul, what do we got? OK. It's admittedly a weird choice and you probably will not allow this for most of your characters, although I think one of them could mesh very well. First of all, you have the Worm of the Earth, which is a sort of nine-foot-long celia-covered worm thing with tentacles. Yes. That fight – that isn't so much fighting other underground horrors as it is kind of a constant nuisance to the drow in the same way that barbarian tribes and orcs are a nuisance to humans. That sounds cool. So they don't really organize, but they're large and they're strong. And so, they're willing to fight drow. Well, which, that's good. That's a good thing. So can they – how do they How do they get <laughs> class <laughs> levels? Uh, they're, they're intelligent enough to speak languages, usually low common and under common. OK. Uh, as for class levels, you're probably mostly only going to see things like barbarian and rogue and sorcerer and warlock. That is things that have power that they acquire – you know, naturally, spontaneously. Yeah. Let's make it a monk. <laughs> <laughs> a trained worm. I mean, it can grapple as a bonus action, so it would actually be a pretty good choice. Oh God. But Fury of blows with all those little tentacles. Yes. Uh, that's something to be very aware of. It does have some useful powers. Its skill set is a bit weird in that it has both a dexterity and a wisdom bonus. But it's also got climbing speed, which means it doesn't need to care about climbing checks. Yeah, it's, it can just tentacle up the wall. It's, Hence it's, monk. It's a race that's sort of naturally intended for dungeoneering. But once you're outside of dungeons, you might have a bit of a problem. Yeah, min max. I could see. I mean, I could see it being a very interesting NPC. Yeah, especially in the underdark, not yeah. so much above ground. You know, yeah, the party running into it, like you're running out of the abyss, and then you just chuck this in here as a uh, yeah. This is your giant friendly worm. merchant. Yeah, friendly worm. <laughs> Just put him in a robe too. Warm like, heart. With like a million little sleeves on it. <laughs> <laughs> My mother crocheted this for me. <laughs> Admittedly, it does have a large problems being above ground because of the disadvantage on attack rolls and proficiency bonuses while exposed to sunlight. Oh well. That's That'll do it. Pretty no, difficult. Min maxing. Uh it's it's got some useful bonuses. It's got 
cleric cantrips as a uh, racial trait. It's also got the ability to get blind sense and lose its eyesight in exchange for being able to sense 60 feet directly outwards based on its hearing alone. Okay. Um, but what's coming next I think is the most interesting of them and I had a big hand in developing this one. So I have, I'm pretty biased on this but it's, <laughs> it's the it's, one that would mess, mesh best with this non-eldritch party is the body snatcher. That just sounds dirty. As like think, invasion of the – And think an earwig the size of a chihuahua. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> – no, no, no. And they, I don't like it. They puppeteer dead bodies nope, and pretend to be nope, them. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we hate it. As Thanks, you probably should. It's awful. Earwigs are my least favorite bug. But that being said, they can pretend to be humans or elves or orcs or whatever it's puppeteering the body of admirably well. Uh, the problem is they can only puppeteer dead bodies. So some of them are probably inclined to kill people and take their bodies. Okay. So I hate it. Uh, excellent villain. No. How, yeah, it doesn't make a great villain. How does it really different, uh, differentiate itself from a intellect devourer? Well, for one, it's not automatically a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be a little, a little horror who wants to, you know. Some of them be are friendly, but also know? the problem I just is want that to dance. it needs to use a dead body, and the dead body decays at a normal rate. So it weakened Bernie's itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh okay. I shouldn't be mocking this so much. I'm sorry, Moss. <laughs> oh no, it's you, uh, you got a point. You got to make the most fun of your stuff. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, it's not spare the dying, but there's that one spell that you could take a dead body. Oh, and gentle repose. Could, yes. Yeah. That's one of the ways listed yeah. as gentle repose it. or magical means to slow the decay of the body because the good ones, that is the ones that don't see any particular reason in killing people, would generally do that because they want to integrate themselves in society because they're lonely. They don't have much of a society down there. They're intelligent creatures. Or okay. they could be an amazing bard and just pick up years and years of experience switching from body to body. That's actually another thing. Yeah, is and, the, and they pro- do they have a good like disguise? So, oh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh-huh. what is their uh, – what are their natural bonuses? Is it uh, – They get advantage on disguise kit to appear to be a member of the race and unless you have a specific reason to suspect that they are not actually a member of that race, they automatically succeed on that disguise. Wow. Okay. That's the big one, of course. Uh, the other one, of course, is that they are completely immune to any effects that target humanoids because they're not humanoids, even in their human form. And in their natural bonus, they can fit into a space as small as, well, as one size smaller, which makes tiny creatures, which is, you know, very small. On the downside, they can't use anything that involves their actual shape, so they can't wild shape, and they can't use their own compression abilities while body snatching. And on top of all this, I mean, they've got a decent use, uh, list of psionic abilities like telepathy and being able to understand any language. Okay. Um, recommended classes for your body snatcher earwig dog thing. Rogue is the obvious one. Yep. Um The second most obvious is probably sorcerer because they do have a charisma bonus of our call. Yeah, it's – uh. Plus two charisma, plus one dexterity. So yeah, sorcerer or warlock are also two good good ones. Sorcerer especially because they can use gentle repose, if I recall. Yeah, and I like the ne- I like the idea of the never ending bard, which oh, yes. you could also do from it. Bard is also an excellent choice because again, that charisma bonus and it will get you access to a different body to wear. That being said, you should know that this is something your party should either be aware of, or you should have a very good reason as to why you are a horrible little thing instead of you know a friendly elf. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's me. It's John. Like, um, I know you're you're an orc now. <laughs> what happened? Uh, uh, I got sick. Stop I got asking better. questions. It's a skin condition. <laughs> you were literally you literally grew skin two feet taller. Skin condition. 
giantism and a skin condition. Yeah. <laughs> no, it does it does make a great villain. I mean, it, it makes a exciting and kind of terrifying villain. But I could also see the appeal and the charm of having this in the party for a short amount of time. It's a it's a master of disguise, so to speak. It's the yeah. big advantage of that is you can be anybody without flaw as long as you have access to that person's body. Plus, I really want to see the awkward love scene play out. You know, where it's like the, somebody has finally like fallen in love, and it's like I want to see what you really are. It's like, you won't love me. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. Right there. Oh yeah. God, it's a termite the size of a dog. Run. <laughs> You're right. You were right. I actually don't love you. That's gross. You are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Your poetry is beautiful, but I literally cannot stay in the uh, sight of you. Yeah, I would definitely love to use this. Not for a big bad, but for the guy right below him that's manipulating things. Yeah. I, yeah. I would love to use this. Can fill many spot, spots on the conspiracy. And yes. now my players are going to be wondering Who when is? and if they will come across this. Who's the body snatcher? Spoiler. It was them the whole time. <laughs> There are a few mechanical things that I did not quite get to address because we kind of dropped this project for a while is that I feel the thing where you use your own hit points for the body is interesting, but it doesn't also say what happens when the body is destroyed. Like it says when it drops to zero, the body itself is destroyed. But how many hit points are you left at? I I, I, I probably I should have like answered this should, question myself. Yeah, I but, feel like you should take a uh, fairly hefty hit. I mean my suggestion would be you have only 1d8 hit points left over when you pop out. But either that or you take, like, let's say half your hit dice. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, it's like the body's going to take most of the brunt, but you're also controlling it and attaching it. Yeah, they do. It, it does so. seem that they have, like, a bit of the druid uh, get out of jail slightly free card. It's something that I probably should have gotten around to addressing, but unfortunately, me and Moss kind of dropped the project and other things came up. We went to work on other projects. Yeah. It's something we can probably finish, you know. Figure out within a week or so. All right, fair. Um, Us and our lovely viewers would probably be able to give you all sorts of ideas. Oh, yeah, of course. I'd be glad to hear any suggestions you have about that, by the way. So, last but most certainly not least is the Stellar Polyp, which is has an interesting origin story for any setting that does not include Spelljammer, I have to tell you. <laughs> okay. So, creatures from outer space. All right. Giant floating jellyfish Into it. with eyes. I like this. Like funny googly eyes or like little jellyfish. Think eyes um, like think line. gibbering mouther, but with set numbers of eyes. Mm, okay. So they are friendly, actually. Yay. I mean, they mostly tend towards lawful. I believe, or is it chaotic? I think it's space lawful. law. Uh, let's see what you wrote. <laughs> I know. Let's see what I wrote in the past. Space what law? did you? What did they you favor? Chaotic alignments. Oh yes, of course, because they yeah. tend to stay outside of social mores and don't care about it, and their constant search for more information. There's no law in space. They follow their own code, but they don't care what you think or what your laws are. Space pirates. Anyway. That being said, generally speaking, they favor a a what's the word? A pattern of non-interference because they figure that getting involved in such things is the best way to get stabbed to death by some trigger-happy adventurer. You're not wrong. <laughs> so they sort of stay there and they ask questions about you and your silly human society. <laughs> and they stay very far at the edges and just try not to make too much trouble. Do they riddle you at all? Of course. Uh-huh. Excellent. They're very intelligent. Yeah. Did they make themselves appear to – and then someone's like, oh my god, it's the giant flying spaghetti monster. I mean presumably since they tend towards being a spellcaster, they probably use some sort of disguise ability on themselves. So they Hello, are the deity humans. of Pastafarianism. So if a player – Hello, if, fellow kids. <laughs> so if a player was to pick up this space information pirate jellyfish, 
Wizard is the obvious class? Wizard is probably the obvious class. If I recall, they have an intelligence bonus, so uh, yes. Yes, plus one intelligence and plus one charisma. Yes, so one of the spellcasting classes basically isn't a cleric. Okay. If you were to if you were to have a player say, I want to use your own shit against you and play this, how would you implement you it into your him. world? Well, that being said, I do have the unfathomable things from beyond the stars that are angels, by the way. Yeah. Like See Neon Genesis Evangelion. Well, no, more like um moon about angels. The joke, of course, about biblical angels, except these ones are very interested in you and they don't want to hurt you. I mean, that being said, they don't care about you. They just don't want you to get hurt. Like the, I believe the analogy is there is it's like a naturalist. You don't want to hurt the fox for kicks, but if a fox dies at the end of the day, it was just a fox. You don't feel that bad. Huh. Okay. So they see you as beneath them, but not necessarily in an evil way, more in a condescending way. So how does this? How would one of these get sucked into a party? How would you make it work? This is your baby, after all. Yes. Uh, ultimately, the obvious reason is. Somebody has information and they want me to do something for them and I will hire help to do so or I will get hired along because they have promised me juicy information or money to buy information or access to a library or something like that. What do these guys eat? Information? Uh, no, actually. They just eat fish. Oh, okay. Space fish or just Space regular? fish. Okay. Anyone works, really. They're not very picky. <laughs> okay. Um, how do they feel about mind flares? They hate mind flares. They see Thanks, them as like, restricting information to, to themselves and not being willing to share it, which makes them very unhappy with them. Okay. Paul, have you listened to the Adventure Zone? I have not. I should in the future, and I'm sure I'm going to get crucified for that in chat. No, it's fine. okay. We forgive you. Well, no. Actually, there's a character and a race that's much like this, so I think you should at least listen to maybe the Adventure Zone Zone or like the last um, app when they talk a lot about – there's a, there's a couple episodes yeah. we'll we'll have this discussion in the car. Yeah, but my um, my one thing. Long that, story short, there is a jellyfish that literally just devours a information. Race straight up like that too. So I mean, the one thing I'd be very careful about. If so you put this in the hands Griffin of Griffin McElroy. Yeah, check the. Did you steal this? <laughs> <laughs> you got Again, caught. <laughs> the one thing I would very much be concerned about from a game master perspective is they have a fly speed. Which, uh -oh. <laughs> while not very dangerous at higher levels, at low levels basically renders a huge number of traps basically obsolete. Use my 40 foot of flying. Yes. <laughs> Screw your pit trap. Yes. Okay, so this Spike is the big jellyfish. Tripwire. And when they. So they live in space normally. Okay. Yes. Okay. But what if they want to use their jellyfish form on Earth? Can they just sort of jelly about? Yes, or they, they fly and they don't need to breathe. Okay, how big are they? Uh, they're about medium size, if I recall. Okay. So they're when about they're on Earth. Oh, on, are they when they're in space? Are they bigger? No, not really. I mean, they can stretch themselves out to like seven feet by seven feet if they want, but that's kind of uncomfortable. Much like if you stood out like this. <laughs> all the time. I am large. Yeah. Okay. okay how right. I'd use this against you if I was playing in your setting with these. <laughs> so let's see. Where does it say how much they weigh? I actually don't believe we said how much they weigh specifically for that reason. Well, <laughs> I'm assuming I could safely fit. Two or three of them inside a bag of holding without yes. it tearing based off of the weight and size limit. They don't need air, so that breathable air because they're from space. Yeah, they don't care. And then, oh, crap, I'm going to get into a fight. Open my bag of holding. Sweet. Here's three giant space jellyfish just ready to destroy you. But they're, they're sentient. It's not but like they get it's so not like bored in there. Well, well, yeah. well no. no you just chuck it, in a book every now and again. You know, just, yeah. Here's a copy of Pride and Prejudice. Have fun. Yeah, you give them some books and it's <laughs> like, I do not understand this, Mr. Darcy. Why does he simply not devour the smaller human? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll try to kill a mockingbird. Maybe that'll work <laughs> on your sensibilities. Okay, what did the mockingbird ever do to you? 
Um, that mockingbird's a real jerk. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that mockingbird. See, was, that mockingbird framed a black man for murder. Ooh, this okay. is true. harsh. Yeah. This is true. Spoilers. Also, <laughs> luckily, a hard-nosed lawyer by the name of Atticus Finch went in and murdered that. I think that's how that book went, right? Something like that. It's been a while. I know. Uh, Michael right. Michael Edwards says that cleric cantrips are solid, and yes, he's right. Getting two cleric cantrips for free as your uh, racial ability is quite solid. That being said, the rest of the powers are not particularly good and. Light sensitivity is a huge problem for adventurers. Yeah. Unless you're, like, going on an Underdark adventure. All the time. Yeah. No. Oh, no, I'm blinded. I'm crisped. Okay. Like me, basically. out of the three of these, what's your personal favorite? It's got to be the uh, Body Snatcher, I'm afraid. It's the one that's most easy to integrate into a game. Yeah. Um, Easiest, I should say. (laughs) No, they're all, uh, you know, um, hats off to you and Moss. These are all actually really fun. Uh, they all definitely serve as – like they're definitely great NPC fuel. Um, you'd have to make me a very compelling argument. Uh, as a player, as yeah. To get some of these as a player, like either you'd have to be willing to act out space jellyfish to the nines or you'd have to be the funniest. Simply devour the smaller human. <laughs> yeah. Or, you, yeah, you'd have to just have a, a really comical pitch as the tragic little body snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> the little body snatcher that could. I just want to dance, but my limbs don't work for it, so I steal dead I bodies. So <laughs> it's like, uh, I love all of them, because as the worm, you could, in the words of Charlie Day, let's play Nightcrawlers. <laughs> With the body snatcher, you have the ultimate evil assistant. Yeah, the, the ultimate and, evil minion. And or also that's a, a just good so just utility. character, yeah. And then space jellyfish, like... <laughs> Do you need any more argument than yeah, space jellyfish? It's, it's space jellyfish. It, it, does, it does sell itself. Um, all right, gang. We did put up a proper link to this, yes? Um, did we? We'll, we'll put one up. We'll put oh, one well. up shortly. Sorry, guess. <laughs> By the time you listen to this uh, non-live. Paul, really quick, just send uh, send that link to Fado, and Fado's moderating right now. So Yes, we'll do. But we, we will we get should, that up and pinned. We should get that. We should move along here, however, as I believe I've said my piece already. They should all be drafted up and submitted for the codex, says Michael Edwards. I think the Kickstarter allows for creature submission. So, huh. Paul, get on that. Get on that, Paul. I will let Moss know, and we'll see if we can okay. get that here's, properly set up then. Here's the rock. I need you to get get up on that. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Before we move on to our uh, airing the grievances of 2017, things that our players and uh, – because we're all DMs here – things our players or maybe even our other DMs have done to us uh, – We'd like to remind you that we are doing a giveaway. We are trying to grow the page. We are trying to get to 500 likes. So if you go to our Facebook page, the 3DMs Podcast Facebook page, and give us a like, when we get to 500 likes, you are entered into uh, – we're giving away two D&D books. Uh, if you win, it's going to be any book of your choice, just no special editions because obviously those is expensive. And, and special. We can't really get them except off eBay. So. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get – Two books, uh, give two books away, any book of your choice. So just head to our Facebook page, 3DMs Podcast. Should be able to click on it from here pretty easily, easily. Throw us a like and throw a share out and saying, hey, if you, you know, like this page, they're giving away books. So. And also, if you've liked us before, you will not be excluded from the running. You don't need to unlike us and like us again. Yeah, no, if we. You've been with us are, from the beginning. You are, of course, we are not going to forget about you. It's not, it's. All the way back to the beginning. It's not necessarily future tense. Yeah. The only people who are excluded are basically our friends. So and us, us yeah. and our immediate friends. Yeah. Um, who, sorry, Fado. We can't get you a book. We love you though, but we do love you. Also, Fado. Clint, I'm pretty sure you you have one of Jake's books in your house. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, that's why I have his player's handbook, and he's not getting it back. <laughs> so <laughs> it's being held hostage. 
Um, Collateral, if you will. Yeah. I don't yeah. negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. So. Please go like our page. We'll really appreciate it. When we get to 500, we're, we'll do a big old Sorry, dramatic Andrew. giveaway. Come on, Andrew. Don't be mean. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy, Andrew. Come on. But regardless, okay. 500 so. likes. We'll get you that book. All right. So. Let us air the grievances. I, I was going to – let me just dramatically roll my sleeves back down. <sighs> oh. Oh, dear. And then roll them back up again. <laughs> For plotting. That was so dramatic, it sent chills down my spine. Good. The airing of grievances 2017. (laughs) What have your players done or what have uh, DMs done to you that uh, has infuriated you? So, one of my players (laughs) used a plan to move faster than the speed of light to destroy a pocket universe. Okay. (laughs) That was something. Uh, How great did that happen? Um, Okay. So the character has an ability to run as at, at the speed of light. What? Yes, this That's is a, this is a different game than Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, I have okay, to tell you. Okay, that makes me feel a little. So bad. he'd been trapped in a pocket dimension by the powers of an enemy who had a similar ability to drag people into alternate dimensions and just ditch them there. Oh, that sucks. But the thing is, of course, is that the player didn't want to be there. So he said, no. "I'm going to run faster than the speed of light, and ultimately I'll expand to infinite mass and destroy this universe with my girth." I'm not sure. Physics works that way. But no, it also, does. Your mass massive. increases. Yeah, I was going to say your mass increases how fast, depending on how fast you go, right? Yes. Okay. Your effective mass. <laughs> Meanwhile, not Joe <laughs> yeah, and I. I was going to say, I'm Science. just a geologist, but yeah. Okay, yeah, that does work. <laughs> that was, thankfully, it did not end up being necessary, but it was certainly a sort of. <sighs> Throwing the whole ba- the whole house out with the bathwater, you know, not just the baby. <laughs> All right. Just uh, I'm going to throw a bunch of people under the bus who aren't here to defend themselves. Uh, <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, just, come, at you know. it. come at us in the comments. Well, if Clint was here, this would probably be for great debate, but he's having forced family fun. Yeah, he could so, beards a god, Clint. No. The absentee roast of Clint. Hey, don't worry. I'm here. You are. <laughs> so, well, you weren't, you weren't in the party when this happened. No, I wasn't. But uh, when they, were, uh, they went to the city of Woe's End, my homebrew campaigns Vegas, they were just simply supposed to pick up one character, Tombs the Gunman, and they were supposed to leave. Somehow, two months later, we were still in Fantasy Vegas. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Like, every week, they're just like, yeah, well, we just, uh, we're just, uh, just not. I don't feel like leaving yet. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're just doing stuff. I have an order at the Armorer. Um, I finally got so sick of Fantasy Vegas that I destroyed Fantasy Vegas with a phoenix. <laughs> and that's where I came in, headbutting said phoenix. Yes. Because. See, the thing is I believe this entirely. That's the sad part. I know. Oh, and I, I got to the point where I was just like, you know what? People can't get stuck here if it's destroyed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't kill me if I'm already dead. Helen, I believe you had a, I believe you had a hot take about. Me. Oh, no, not really. It's just I was dumb enough. Air the grievances. Well, uh, okay. So in our campaign, we had a side piece going on so that uh, we could all get, you know, used to some combat, you know, get some blood on our hands. Love you, Amanda. The old evil campaign. Yeah, the old evil campaign. We were doing evil shit. I had uh, a drow subplot all plotted out. And then uh, Nacho, beloved Nacho, starts a bar fight, goes to high. In the kitchen with the uh, information we were supposed to go, like the package we were supposed to pick up, 
And I died in my first combat. Here, I'll, I'll elaborate on that. So my, on that. my lovable arcane trickster rogue, good old Koga Norikage, because I'm He's awesome like that. I talked the barbarian, and I don't remember what the other class was. No, because I don't remember who it was, but I know it was the barbarian, someone else. I I got them to think, oh, hey, let's go into this rival gang's territory, and we'll start a fight, which will create an opening for me to plant some evidence. And steal the real evidence. Yeah. They did that. It turned into a massive bar fight. I was still disguised. And I looked like, super sweet with my two-weapon proficiency and my short swords dancing around in my drow costume. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so small and frail. I don't like combat. I need somewhere to hide. So they hid me in the kitchen. I'm eating bar snacks, bar pretzels, chips, and all that. Meanwhile, the whole party is getting destroyed. <laughs> I took a few hits tradition. and rolled, like, butthole on my death-saving throws. Yep. Helen's As character died. Everybody's unconscious except for I believe it was the Tim. evil paladin yeah. who had one or two hit points left. Doctor. Helen Sedgwick. It might have been just one. Also, he is a he's, doctor. He's, he's, he's not a medical doctor. It's like Dr. Pepper. I did consider. It just says DR before yeah, his it's name. DR Pepper. I did, Pepper. I did consider getting that player killed just to uh, get a party wipe. And also, my the whole drow subplot that Jake was allowing me because he's a wonderful boyfriend and a good DM, allowing me to do the legwork of a subplot and some evil people. <sighs> and now we've got to find a way to work that back in. Yep, and I weaseled right, my way then. out of the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tradition. Uh, Rebrony Pepperoni. And he's like, this is the first character I've killed in a while. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not mad. And uh, I'm not really so mad. Kent. Kent. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Kent B. Uh, actually, he said you said it correctly. Bettner. Bettner? Yeah. So, friend of the show uh, mentions that his players, instead of fighting their way through a big dungeon he had planned, they just uh, skipped. <laughs> they just surrendered and skipped to the end. They did the take us to your leader bit, and then they fought the leader and killed him. <laughs> Clever. Classic. I would uh, be furious, though, if, like, oh, I'm going to put this trap here, and I'm going to do this. And then you, just, <laughs> you, sort of, you stand there as you throw each what of your you pages mean? one at a time into the fire. <laughs> yep. One, one, so one of my hot takes about the uh, game I started running shortly after my first appearance on this show. Shout out so, to some of the characters, some of the players, they're like, "Oh, hey, I want my character to be addicted to drugs or whatever." So it's like, okay, fine, cocaine, Thunderleaf, all that stuff. It's all legal. You just gotta get wait, a license. Wait, 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 to wait, sell wait, wait. It. back up. What the hell is Thunderleaf? That sounds awesome. <laughs> it's it's that good, bud. <laughs> See, I, I made Thunderleaf the unprocessed cocaine. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so they're just literally. <laughs> Chewing coca leaves. Yeah, pretty much. Acclimatizing to high altitude. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, fine, I'll make all this legal and just cut out all those shenanigans. The bard proceeds to go on a two and a half hour time. Okay, all my games, they run like 11 to 13 hours because we all have nothing better to do. So we just sit there and play all day and all night. Is this what the one with your frat brothers? Yeah. Yes. So oh, boy, the bard goes on a two and a half hour spree. Finding the largest cocaine dealer at, at, in the marketplace, knocks him out, this is named Pablo. knocks him out with magic, oh, yeah. steals all of his stuff, finds the key on him, proceeds to bluff his way all the way back to their warehouse saying, oh, yeah, this, this dude's just really drunk and tired. I'm taking him back. Goes into the warehouse, raids the warehouse. And has a massive amount of drugs trying to start an empire. 
And then he's like, oh, hey, I'm going to frame another organization. <laughs> so meanwhile, I'm expecting all sorts of stuff coming out of this. He ends up taking the bag of holding with all of that, leaving it behind a public building with a note saying, hey, this is for this organization and walks away. And it's like, well, you're out all this and we're out five hours of gameplay at that point. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you for the runaround. So – Michael Edwards comments uh, his grievance is a fellow party member, a chaotic neutral monk. Oh, that's a bad sign. Neat. Uh, <laughs> constantly running beyond range of his clerical buffs at the start of combat and making his life miserable as the healer. Yeah. Sounds, monks do that. Yeah, That sounds about and, right. Yeah. A chaotic neutral monk does not sound like he'd be good for that. Uh, grievance. Paul. You mean outside of faster than the speed of light thing? No, 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 no. I have a grievance with you. Okay. Oh, oh no, baby. Oh, yes. I, I know what this is going to be. All right. Bring it on. So are we going to settle this out in the parking lot? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's no we're fighting just, in the car. It's not big enough. We're starting. Bare knuckles. <laughs> so. I will turn. The, no, I won't turn the car. My beloved, uh, my beloved character, Tamlin. <laughs> Is it Westfield or Eastfield this week? I can't remember. <laughs> you know, I, it's Tamlin Westfield, um, or also known as Wamlin Testfield, also known as uh, Tamlin Eastfield, also known as uh, that, that no, just just a lot of yeah, just a master of disguise, a lot of anyway. persons of something field. Yeah, my my beloved half elf rogue, uh, con man at that con man with an ogre son, his sweet Naboo. my sweet baby boy. Um, <laughs> Don't ask questions. Yeah. He's a I stole, I stole a diamond successfully. Yes. Quite impressively, too. At that. Yeah. In uh, what could best be described as less Ocean 11, Ocean's 11, and more uh, Saturday morning cartoon hijinks. <laughs> as awesome. we, uh, I believe there was a series of football passes with a diamond literally the size of a football yeah. as awesome. we stole Into it from it. a noble uh, and basically just went up the ladder. And then when I got cornered, I was like, I have a scroll of teleport by or a scroll of Misty step. Bye bye. Yep. Um, at which point, after making an excellent escape and, you know, Agreeing that we're going to leave behind our former lives and head off to another major city to sell off the diamond. Uh, we ran into 50. Five zero. One, two, three, four, 50 hobgoblins on the road who just so happened to know that we had just stolen a diamond, even though this was less than eight hours old. Okay, it was 16 hours old. Sue me. And. Just shoot every raving. Look, see. mending is. Just sending is not that expensive. At which, spell, I have to tell you. At which point, <laughs> I will admit, I reacted poorly. <laughs> and by poorly, I mean the hobgoblin told me that the diamond that I had been thirsting after, really since character creation, uh, needed to be given to him. At which point, I responded with pocket sand because <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you pocket sanded one hobgoblin, the other 50 skewered. Other 49. Oh, yeah, the other 49 just jumped on us and hit us in the face. Um at which point, I got my sweet revenge. Um, with great vengeance. Yeah, no, did a lot of stabinatings in his bedroom. Yes. Um, got my diamond back. Only <laughs> to have the boat that we were then sailing out of the harbor on sink. <laughs> and then I literally nearly had to choose between the diamond or my son, but luckily... <laughs> 
huge diamonds are always cursed. Don't you know this? I don't care. I'm going to sell please, it. Please so. tell me you kept the diamond. Oh, they, we still, they have, the still have the diamond. How, but now, but now, apparently, it's part of some important plot to save <laughs> the world. And I'm like, no, it's my diamond. I almost don't want to sell it at this point. I'm going to make a belt out of it and wear it like a championship belt. Well, believe I traded it or not, my child for this. Believe it or not, selling the diamond was, in fact, the intended plot. But things just kept happening. Well, how is your son? Your beautiful, your beautiful ogre son. Is he safe at boarding school? Yes. No, he's, no, not. he's not. He's at boarding no. school. He's not a, he, he watches his father nearly die every week. Yeah, you've died like what four times? Or yeah, yeah. I've fallen come, death's doorstep. Yeah, I've, I've, I've like death's been like fantasy CPS is coming for you. So darling. we should rename you Goku. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, no, literally. So I that's get, your grievance then? Is everything I've done to you in that game? Yes. <laughs> You, you you don't let you don't let me keep the diamond for more than three sessions. <laughs> and uh, oh boy, wait until you hear what's planned for this Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh yeah, I made Allosaurus pillows. I tried to go straight and start selling uh, pillows made with Allosaurus feathers because we fought like six of them in the woods. And guess what? Apparently, Allosaurus feathers are uncomfortable and terrible. And why would you even think this is a good idea? Oh, uh, it's feathers. Yeah, but see, this is the feathers for like. Now imagine the feathers for an ostrich, like the spiny feathers. The pokey ones. And that's what he made the pillow out of. Yeah. Um, yeah, you cut off the quill part. There's n- okay. It's all quill. Te- technical point. So. Feathers as we know them had not evolved during the Jurassic period to such where they would be soft and fluffy. Look, They'd it's, just be pokey. It's Dungeons and Dragons, okay? I don't have to explain I don't care. Much. At least that Allosaurus had feathers. I'm happy. <laughs> and also Andrew uh, would like to roast you by saying that except Goku is strong. <laughs> oh. oh. Savage. Okay, to be fair, you are physically the weakest member of the party. Yeah, and I'm also the one who gets the most stuff done. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, also the ranger also gets stuff done too. But allegedly, she's she's the you know the straight man. All the right. Party. Does anybody else have any grievances? Go ahead, Andrew. Loosen your grievances upon us. We're listening. I mean, I'm, I had the I'm personal ready. grievance that um, we still don't have the warlord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's Andrew been an Kurt, entire Paul year. Paul Although, was saying something in the car about uh. What I thought would be a very stupid but hilarious use of the warlord. Could you please, for the readers, describe the peasant railgun? Oh, the peasant railgun. <laughs> okay. So, the peasant railgun is a joke concept based on deliberately misapplied earth physics to Dungeons & Dragons rules. It is also the greatest thing to have ever been invented. Which is why I'm cackling. One of them. Well, so, yeah, one of you get stupid something like a hundred peasants to stand in a line. You hand one of them a rock. All the peasants have ready actions to take the rock from the one previous to them and hand it to the next one. So this all happens in one round as they pass it all the way down the line. The last one throws the rock or drops the rock or whatever. Now, this rock has traveled about 500 feet in six seconds, which is pretty quick, actually, it turns out. You can hire more if you want to make it even faster. So if you use the actual speed it's traveled... With how far, with actual real Over, world physics, yeah. it shoots off at a good fraction of the speed of sound. It's a direct line at whatever the last person <laughs> threw it at. It, it, the it only Lord would be able to organize them and be like, "So here's my battalion of peasants. I, could, I just need you guys all to stand in one long column, uh, sir. Isn't that a bad battle tactic? No, 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 no. It'll be me. fine. Trust me. It, it only go as far as a peasant can throw it, but, but it at that really force. quick speed. That being said. Rules is written, the rock simply drops. Don't care. But this is direct misapplication of the rules for yeah. fun and profit. Yeah. So, all right. So I think that's most of our primary grievances of 2017. Oh, I, I do have one more. We're listening. So my warlock, 
he absolutely loves looting. Okay. Relatable. He loves looting to the point where when they're, like, searching a room before noticing enemies and whatnot, it's like, okay, yeah, there's, like, a chest here. Mid-combat, I'm looting the chest. (laughs) Or... Don't you have friends to help? Or mid-combat, yeah, I'm looting this body, and it's like... We're kind of busy, y'all. You're in the middle of a fight. (laughs) So to try and nullify this, I put a mimic in one of the rooms (laughs) with a sign above it that said, this is definitely not a mimic. (laughs) Classic. Gee, I wonder what it is. Unfortunately, this is the one time the warlock didn't immediately go, oh, I'm going to loot it, though he was also pretty drunk at the time. (laughs) So the paladin – Like uh, his player or his character? No, no, the player. <laughs> but the uh, paladin who – it was his last session before he goes back to do a, another internship with NASA. He was like, I finally get a chance to loot. So immediately he's like, oh, no. I'm looting the chest. What's in it? And it's like, roll me in athletics at disadvantage. <laughs> there are organs in here and teeth. Yeah. And, Lots of teeth. And, and, and then after the combat, so what was in it? Teeth? <laughs> Just teeth. It's, it's, it's a living thing. Uh, Andrew would like to announce that he does not have a grievance. He, uh, hell, I got an awesome man-eating. Uh, he typed pug, and I'm going to think that, but he corrected himself to say bug. Pet yes. as an ogre. Props to Paul. It is a bug. No. It has somewhere between 10 and 15 legs. No. You can't tell. Its name is Fluffy. No. Is it, in fact, Fluffy? Does it have little hairs? Yes, little cilia on its back. Eee. Ooh, and then Jake, we could also uh, bring up a grievance against Clint, where for not being here today. Well, outside of that, he took away our coffee boy. True, Uh, jerk. I now we have to explain it because that just sounds terrible. Yeah, so (laughs) like not like actually somebody who brings us coffee in the studio, but like their adventuring parties. Yeah, so during our campaign, we ended up getting put between two different factions. We go into one of the uh, we go into the rival factions camp to scout it out. Get inform get information, all that stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, there." After our characters go do a bunch of drinking, because that's what we do, we make our characters drink. He's like, "Okay, yeah." There's this little coffee boy going around to the tents, bringing coffee, and Jake and I immediately were like, "We want him." Harsh. I mean, jeez, guys. We go through everything we can to get this coffee, like. There's nothing creepy going on here. We just wanted, like... Someone to bring you drinks. Yeah, yeah. just a, a team coffee boy, you know? He helps build morale. Like, yeah. you know, we can't get a pet. Yeah, we Fill the we, water cooler. Yeah, we formulated the the Legion of Doom. We had a base of operations that we were even preparing a room for said coffee boy. You even had uh, code names? Who was he going to be in the Wu-Tang Clan? The coffee no, 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 uh, no. Wu-Tang Clan was uh, after the coffee boy got taken uh, away and Clint decided to throw, what was it? Twelve wizards throwing fireballs on top of that big bad. Yeah, guy. and like a sixteen. Yeah, and like a level sixteen necromancer. And we're like, after the session, we're like, I understand you were trying to shock and awe, but actually, all we're going to do is just run in terror now because there's no way we can win. Yeah. So <laughs> we, after we had usurped that island nation, we looted absolutely everything of value, got on the boat, left. We became the Wu Tang Clan. Huh? They took everything that was that wasn't nailed down. I didn't feel the need to restrict myself. Oh, no. We have yeah. all the nice linens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So that's that's going to be it for grievances for 2017. Uh, all right. P. the Ranger. The dr- yeah. Ranger Drow. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the flip side. But we're going to wrap up here a little quick. Of course. Uh, 
first of all, let's talk about things we're looking forward to in 2018. Uh, there are the three books that are still uh, waiting to be announced by Wizards of the Coast, the three new books, which are currently codenamed Marathon, Broadway, and Catacomb. I, 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 I believe be. Catacomb may or may not be a dungeon. It, it may have something to do with dungeons I, I, or perhaps dragons. Or necromancy. Who knows? That's the fun. Well, I'm really excited to see what Broadway is like. I, I feel like it's something that is very bard related. I hope we get the Beguiler back. That would be neat. That being said, I'm also looking forward to the Creature Codex. Yes. And perhaps the eventual return of the Warlord. May hope spring eternal. Liz. Um, other things for 2018. A man's got a dream. I'm hoping to finally uh, finish off my Wednesday game so I can restart my Wednesday game. <laughs> because as much as these characters... It's getting wild. Yeah, no, it's getting out There's of There's so much history that it's kind of hard for anybody who hasn't been in there for like three years. Uh, no, I, like, I feel really bad for Amanda because she came in with like a level 14 character and knows nothing about my world and is just like... Well, also having not played Dungeons & Dragons in a long time and being like, you need to make a level 14 character, you're not coming in from level 1. Which yeah. is why we did the, did the evil campaign, hence low-level characters getting shredded in a bar. Yeah. See, I kind of copped out. I made a... Eight intelligence barbarian, so it's like, sweet, I don't have to know about your stuff. I'm a halfling that was raised by orcs and believes that he is a mini orc. All right. <laughs> Enough but, about my setting. But I'm actually finish up your game. I'm looking so much. I'm looking forward to finishing up this campaign and then, you know, moving my timeline forward and starting with new stuff. I'll be there to ruin it all. Hopefully yeah. with metal dice. But what about you, Nacho? What are you looking forward to in twenty eighteen? Ruining Jake's Well, I'm looking forward to uh seeing how my campaign sets Pans up. out. Yeah. Because so far it seems like it's going pretty good. They're coming close-ish to the end of their first arc. So. All right, guys. Yeah, I love making maps. I'm looking forward to this world building project. Yep. So just a couple of things for us on the horizon. Uh, we're Next month is we're going to be doing world building. Uh, new year, new world is our cute little tagline. Um, we did the draft earlier this episode, and everybody's uh, everybody's picked out what they're going to work on, and we are going to – Put all of our stuff together and make it kith. Y'all are going to love my idea for conflicts. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm sure we are. Um, so we're going to be doing world building all month next month. Uh, as mentioned, we're going to mention it one more time. Uh, we are doing a giveaway contest. We're trying to grow the page a little bit. So if you head directly to our Facebook page, 3DM's podcast Facebook page, uh, and give us a like, you will be entered into the contest. Into the contest. We're giving away two D&D books. Uh, if you win, it's any book of your choice, just no special editions because those are expensive. Uh, so, you know, help us get to 500. Share this video and say, hey, they're giving away books. Go like their page. Uh, you know, Tell tell your friends who like D and D. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your kids. Tell your dogs. Tell everybody who you think might enjoy this show. Come give us a like, and you will be entered into the contest. With that in mind, however, I think that's all we have for today. That's all we got for 2017, sir. Oh, oh. damn! We're not going to be here for another year. Jeez. Uh, you made that joke. That's it. We're fighting in the parking lot. But is, is this officially the end of season one? Uh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately not. not no, because no one's hanging off a cliff. All right, guys. It's been real. 2017 was a thing. No. Okay. It's been real. I'm Jake. I'm Helen. I'm Paul. And I'm Nacho. Somehow. Somehow on just as many episodes as Clint. And Watch out, Clint. Thanks for watching, guys. Happy to uh, Have a happy new year. Get home safe. Don't do anything ridiculous. Roll well. Roll hot. And, do plenty of uh, ridiculous stuff. Just nothing reprehensible. And remember, Nacho loves you. <laughs> We're not ending the show like that.
Thank you oh. for coming tonight, guest. We're we'll ending the show like this. I tried to hide. I botched it. <laughs> of course. Oh no! Sorry, guys. We're this is. We are currently experiencing. You're making it worse by talking. Technical difficulties. <laughs> when hijacking goes wrong. Have a good night. <laughs> it's over. It's over. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs>